Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. And away we go. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity. Mike is back in the house. Kim, what's happening? It's, everything's great. Everything's fantastic. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. She got a new car. Had, she did get a new car. What? Yeah, that was cool. You saying people, what like please, you didn't know? Please disregard what he just said. If you're looking for me, please look for me in the old vehicle. Don't, don't, don't look for me in the streets in my new wheel. But yes, I did. I did. That always that like, always makes you happy. That's that's why I mentioned that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it does. I was really excited. We got some guests in the house, but they don't want to speak. What? So Very shy, yes. We'll act like they're not here. What? Why? What? We have, what? A, what? We have a studio audience today. Yeah. <laughs> So. No, we do have some really special people in the in the studio today. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great weekend though. But and should a we assume week. that they don't want to say anything? I was told I was specifically told that they didn't really want to. Well, no, I actually I take that back. I wasn't told directly and exactly that they didn't want to speak. Okay. I was told Uh oh. I was just, I was, look. I was ridiculed for trying to get them to speak, what? but I was not specifically what? told, I don't have anything I want to say. She just gave you the look. But like in <laughs> season and out of season, right? Like I mean, that's what I was I, thinking. That's what I read. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got you know. You and don't it. think we don't, we don't know you back there in the back peanut gallery over yeah. there where can't nobody see you in the back corner <laughs> over She's there. She's hiding. Uh-huh. Over there in the back corner. I see you back there, Curly. Yes. I think we're gonna have to bring some attention to these people at some point. Yeah, because I'm, you know, as I think about where some of these people were last week. Oh man, we we just got to give some glory to God. It was so. Um, yeah, God has moved. Yes, God has moved. Yes. Um, now I'm a little confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, today we're talking about. I really don't know what we would call this. Um, what do we call? What do we call this? What do we call what? The what, the what, subject what? of today's show. Conformity, being in the world. Conformity, it's, that's it an came, interesting. It came up because Mike was telling us about an inner struggle that he had um, for being a pastor and being a regular person. And so... I'm not a pastor, this, everyone, by the way. I like how he <laughs> slipped that in there. There's this pastor on yeah, the inside of him. I was feeling convicted when you said that. Like, he's a pastor? <laughs> like, I was like, wait. Like, we went bowling last week, and I was like, oh, wait. No. Uh-huh. You was but throwing them back. Yeah, but what did, did I do? what did I say? You did some stuff in front of the pastor. Nah. <laughs> I got to get that. Hey, back. Mike, where's the restaurant? Where's the which restaurant? Way, which way to the restaurant? restaurant. Which way we to the restaurant? Oh. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> no, they're not going to get that on the radio. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're talking about... Um, We've con- totally confused our audience yeah, now. Sorry, people. <laughs> but we're talking about the idea of the inner struggle of being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and being a part of this society, you know, having... Regular friends who may or may not know Jesus, who do all of the regular things that regular people do, and how to manage or be in that space 
And Mike, you were telling us about that struggle that you had. Tell us a little bit more about the inner turmoil. <laughs> the inner turmoil. <laughs> well, and, and it's not like a specific point. It's been like that for years because I've had a lot of friends in my past and recently and now that they don't, I mean, they say they're kind of Christians. They kind of grew up in it, but they don't really live right. in the Christian world. They really don't. And, you know, when I hang out with them or anything, I don't really expect them to. I'm just hanging out with them. Right. And I do things that regular people do. You know, I Shame go out and have fun. I watch an episode of Friends. Oh, speaking gosh. Of Friends. You watch Friends? Blasphemous. Yeah. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's one of those things Wait, you, where. You still have cable? No, it's on Netflix. Okay, let me just because that <laughs> that right there. Yo, she was about to call you out. I was gonna out. say like that's not that's not Christian. <laughs> and and it, but it's weird because those friends know I'm this really strong Christian guy, yet they don't. I don't know. We still hang out and do regular things, and it's a struggle I have because a lot of other people seem to place that sort of super Christian thing on me more than I maybe place it on myself. Right. And I just see myself as a regular guy a but lot of times. It is, do you believe that you see yourself as a regular guy almost to your detriment? Because you're not a regular guy. Well, and that's my struggle. I'm wondering if I should embrace more oh. my Christian, not only Christian, but my Christian smarter side of myself. The book smart side? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I've been trying to pretend that's not who I am and maybe I should just embrace it. Kim, have you ever experienced anything like this in your life? <clears throat> experienced anything like what? You, just like what Mike was talking about, you know, having the the very strong Christian side of your life and then, you know, being around the regular people um, that might not know of your strong Christian side or maybe they do but they don't necessarily see you as just one of them. They don't see me as one of them? Yeah. Or maybe you don't see yourself as the strong Christian that you really are. Mm. So, mm, I don't think I can really relate to that. Wait, wait. (laughs) So glad this isn't on TV, right? (laughs) Tell us more. I, I don't. I, I don't think. I okay, have, before you continue. Let's, let's go there. Remember, I know who you are. <laughs> well, let's let's hear about that. Let's hear you knowing who I am. So okay. it may, you know, I may view that a little different than you viewed it. And maybe I, that's why I'm not. Which is kind to of the point. Yeah, that's yeah. actually what we're talking about. Yeah. So you want to know who I say you are? Yeah. Well, I mean, you are, man, let's get rocking. It sounds like you have a, a certain experience with me that I do. makes you. Okay. I do. I've seen you in action. I mm. know the prophetess of the Lord. Mm. I know the uh, strong, the strong faith that resides in you. I know the um, high level of desire for holiness that resides in you. Um, I know the. All right, oh, I'm I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it sounds from what I'm getting from Mike, it sounds like you know he's questioning. You know, should there be more of a focus on that? Am I hearing that right, Mike? Yes, you are hearing that right. That I should stop fighting that side of myself, the super Christian side. When you say fighting it, what do you mean? <laughs> 
Be more specific on that for me. Um, I don't know. I just, when I'm around people, I don't, I just don't see myself as this super Christian guy. I have certain convictions, but I usually see myself as more of a regular guy, although it changes. It's not consistent. There are some weeks where I'm like, yeah, I'm a really strong Christian. Other weeks I'm like, I'm just a regular guy. You all think I'm this super goody two-shoes guy, but I'm really not. And I'm wondering if I should just embrace. Well, let me ask you this. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't want to turn this necessarily into an interview, but let me ask you this. What are you basing the I'm just not on when you say you guys think of me as as this really strong Christian and this quote-unquote goody two-shoes, but I'm just not? What What evidence do you have that says that you're just not? Well, I mean, for instance, you know, I, I kind of joked about the Friends thing, but I watch TV shows that are not in movies and listen to music that is not necessarily Christian. Okay. That there could be cussing, there could be sex, there could be stuff like that. And so, and that's a regular part of our culture and society. Right. But there are some Christians out there that, that don't do that. That don't do that. That mm-hmm. they really shun that kind of thing. Another example would be I go to Halloween Horror Nights every year. I love it. Right. I don't get scared. I just don't get scared about that kind of stuff. But that could, and there's a lot of Christians that say you, yeah, I mean, it's demonic. You're just, you're yeah, exactly. Satan worshiper. Exactly. Right. So, and that makes me, I don't think it really means I'm not a strong Christian, but it just kind of, I don't know, puts an image out there. I, I just want to point out that I did not, it didn't run past me that Kim shifted the direction of the conversation back to you and away uh, from herself. Right. I just wanted to point that out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that I think that some of those things that you brought into question are standards that that people have been that they have established of what Christianity is supposed to look like and I'm more I'm more heart-based based on your personal relationship with Christ. I like to say that some of the the I I, I personally believe that the, some things that God requires of you in your Christian walk are not required of everyone and for right. a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always preach about how... Wait, say that again. Preach as in, you know, <laughs> share a word. Go ahead. Preach about how, you know, God may call someone to say, you know, may say to some someone that, hey... You can't wear red. Yep. Because you know, you have a spirit a strong spirit of lust. That's where you struggle and this and it, when you're in red, A B and C D happens. And so now this person gets in the pulpit and they're preaching against red. Right. You're not allowed to wear red for all of these reasons. And so the 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 congregation now takes that and says when you're wearing red, you're not a Christian. So, mm, I don't know, Mike. Well, and I actually agree with you in a lot of ways. It's just I need to accept that I am who I am, I guess. Who yeah, are you? Yeah, and, and the beautiful thing about that is people get to see. I think there's a flip side that we're not talking about in that, you know, people get to experience Christianity from a different perspective, like right. from a whole different viewpoint. While I may view you as a super Christian, in my quiet time, I may 
that may draw me closer to Christ because now I'm saying, well, all this time I've been thinking that like I got to eat and drink. I got to eat bread every day and drink grape juice every day to maintain my Christianity. And yeah, I guess my main point is I need to stop trying to just be part, just be a part of the world. Well, it almost sounds like that you have developed your own preconceived notion of what a super Christian looks like. Oh man, what a fail for me. <laughs> Didn't turn my ringer off. It almost sounds like you, uh, so when the, basically what that, and I think you're right. When the call happens, you know, <laughs> you got to God, yeah. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> <laughs> but basically it sounds like you've put these preconceived notions on what a Christian looks like. I and think so. so you're because right. Because you're not upholding to, what, because you're wearing red today, well, you, no, you're not I think a Christian I'm anymore. Using those things as an excuse to try to tell myself I'm not a super Christian, even though inside I know I really am a strong Christian. Yeah, because you really are. But you're more saved than I am. I don't know if that exists, <laughs> but but I get that a lot. I, in fact, I remember you telling me once, you're like, your your light just shines a little brighter. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> And I just and I don't believe that, but that's okay. Well, it, it's funny because as I as I think about it, and as I read through, you know, doing a little bit of pre-show prep, you know, you think about the twelve apostles. What did they look like? Did they look like super Christians? Exactly. Like when they were out and about, being who they were, you really wouldn't have known that these were the twelve people that were chosen to walk beside Christ during his most important days on the earth. And really, God did that on purpose because it was more to show his glory through people that, you know, I will for, through weakness or strength kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, he uses regular, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Um, and I just need to accept that maybe I'm just not ordinary, but that's a good thing. I keep, I guess I keep wanting to be ordinary sometimes. I've gone through that and it's not a fun journey. I've done the I want to be like everybody else journey. Yeah. And it's extraordinarily frustrating because no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be. Exactly. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, it's there. And it's going to shape you in a certain direction. Hmm. And what what, what happened? Why did everyone I mean, there was somebody wanted to say something, but... I guess I'll just she, read it. Instead. She has been dying to say something. <laughs> I can tell. The the Okay, so I'll just read it as it is. The life that you live probably convicts them. Talking about the regular people that you're around. Yeah, Thing is, does. when you are a believer that is set apart, you're marked. So even when you want to be regular, you're not. To you, you're normal. But to them, you're a giant flashlight. That's great. Yeah, that was pretty profound. That is yeah. really profound, actually. And I actually really agree with that, I think. Yeah. And I would say that as we talk about that, you know, maybe when we come back, we'll talk about what does being a Christian actually look like or does it have a look at all? You know what I'm saying? Is it more, does it have a look? Does it have a sound? You know, what is it to be a Christian? So I'll let Kim answer that question when we get back. Uh, Wait for (laughs) it, wait for it. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a bit, y'all. Check with me, squad. The only thing I fear is me, God. Me pride in me, moms. I got freedom. No depth since the second that the. 
Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We're back. And we're talking about we're talking about being a Christian, what it looks like to be a Christian. We're talking about being in the world but not of the world, which I have discovered is not in the Bible. Though that phrase is not in the Bible. Yeah, it's one of those. It's kind of like um forgive the sin, not the sinner. Yeah. We kind of assume that's like a verse, but it's not there. I mean, the concept right. is there, but <laughs> the ver- we're, we're the think it's actual verse. The verse does not yeah. exist. Does that make me no longer a strong Christian? Because I didn't know that that wasn't in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, Kim, <laughs> when you think about Christianity, what does that look like to you? Mm, you know, I'm, I'm, you may not want me to speak to this. That's exactly what I want you to do. But, you know, I'm not, I'm really not, I'm really not a fan of the, that, that label. Christianity, mm-hmm. which those f- identifiers, because people people have created. It's it's almost like they have a standard job description of what Christianity looks like. As soon as you go, so what do you do? Well, I'm a Christian. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know what you do. There, there is a. I'm I'm okay with standards. Don't get me wrong. Like I I do believe that there is standards in your in your walk with Christ, and um there are uh, principles in which we live by. But I I don't like to, I don't really use the term very often. So what term do you use? I, 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 don't, I don't know that I ever use a term. I, I speak to my personal relationship with Christ, and, and that's usually where the direction I, I, I share with people. And if you want to call that Christian, fine by me. But I've had, you know, I've, I've been in this situation, and I like to talk about dating a lot, but I've been in the situation where people are like, well, is he a Christian? And then it's like, girl, let's not even use that because, honey, <laughs> that, you know, that is a, is levels to this type of thing. Like, mm, like he's level one. You know, so I, I just don't think it really, in, in, in the world that we're, we're in, that it, um, it identifies. Right. Properly identifies. Yes. Yeah. The Christ that I serve. So I would agree to that. I yeah. would definitely agree to that. I think maybe if more of us didn't have the label, um, we wouldn't have such a tough time acting out the command. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and I think it also gives an opportunity to to minister the fruits of the spirit because people when when I don't talk about Christianity, then they then they they want to know about my strength. They want to know about my faith. They want to know about long suffering. You know, they want to. Yeah, you, they want to know how you do this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I well, I I completely agree because I'm one that usually I'm always talking about. You know, shed the title. I'm not big on the titles. Right. Even inside Christianity, I'm not big on the titles, and I I'm like that because I understand that. Walking this walk of faith is something that we have to do on a personal level and something that we have to do on a one-on-one basis. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about sharing your experience in Christ. That's what really moves somebody towards Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Those things can be much more powerful than calling out the word Christian or non-Christian. Right. You know? And, and the and, whole, you know, if you died today, do you know where you would go? That that's kind of fixing all that, you know, same category. And for some people, okay, maybe that might work. But my experience has been, for the majority of people, being 
who you are is more important than having the label Christian. Because like you said, it gives people the opportunity to see that they can have that same relationship even with whoever they are. You know what I'm saying? Whatever level of sin they might be in at that moment doesn't mean that they cannot pursue the same Christ and the same relationship that you are currently pursuing. Right. You know? And I think I've known people who were like, I can't, I can't go out. I can't pray like this. You know what I mean? I'm too dirty to pray. And I'm right. like, well, that's kind of the yeah, whole point. I hear that a lot, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm too the, bad to go to church yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, well, that's yeah. kind of why it's you go. It's sad. It's sad. It is. And, and I think, uh, so, you know, I don't want to get it twisted that this means that I'm going to deny Christ. And I don't need people thinking that, people. If I have my Columbine experience, please know what's going down. I'm letting you know who I serve. Yes. But um, I think what it does sometimes, I believe, you know, I believe that my thinking regarding this is it keeps you human. Because a lot of people, when when you do fall short, is but you're a Christian. Oh, yeah. Like it. Yeah, but I do, you know, that doesn't exempt me from falling short. I still fall short. The thing I get back up, that's that I need you to see that that's what's happening each time. I had to take some time to embrace that at one point in time in my life because I was living the lie that says you're not allowed to. Right. You know, like everything you do has to be at tip top, number one, always perfect, oh, blah, man, blah, blah. Trust you me. know what I'm saying? And then, especially the place that we came from, oh, it was gosh. always about what you do you Let know what i'm saying and i was in i was a performance-based christian all the way I don't, and I, so i had to embrace the fact of you're going to fall short you're going to fail it's going to happen from time to time you can minimize those opportunities you know let me tell you, you let's i i really i really want to share something and i don't want to get away from some of the points that that mike uh brought up but I do want to share what the title Christianity Christian did to my relationship with Stefan. Oh yeah. I mean, let's let, we gonna go there. Let's let's go, go there. So um, you know, I'm gonna let Stefan speak to what the experience was like for him. I can only talk about for me. But we, Stefan and I, um, developed our friendship within within ministry and you know we've talked about he's the reason he ended up in Christ or whatever by meeting me which I think that's how we explain it right and uh within this within the church that we attended attended my my growth accelerated I I don't want to say did leaps and bounds but eventually um was meant elder in yes. our church mm-hmm. and I had a lot of responsibility like it everything jeez it was it was a lot elder minister armor bearer um, administrator gosh she's janitor was that in there <laughs> <Just about laughs> <everything>. yes <laughs> taxi like the whole nine and it was a beautiful thing because I my, my relationship really became grounded with Christ because of those things However, th- those things also also separated me from the very people that were my peers. So that was a very, very hard and lonely walk. Um, eventually, it was a lot. At, at one time in our church, everyone was sat down from their position. <laughs> everyone. So um, she was I, the only one. I, I was not sat down. And so as they were sat down, 
I took on their responsibilities. If if I had the the skill set to do it, I did it. Um, and I resented them for it. I I hated that they that they fell and that they 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 fell for whatever trap that the enemy gave them or whatever. And I secretly, I guess this is where I learned how to forgive. But I did. I resented them like, really? You just had to fall? Like, I believe that some of these jokers like jump. Like, yeah, I'm going to jump. So I ain't got to do this no more. I'm going to get sat down. But no, that's that. eventually that's where it led me. I made a conscious decision, which which I think was such a, such a bad place to be in. But I made a conscious decision to sin, to sin, to do something that I knew would get me sat down. And the first time it didn't work, did it? It, it didn't. I, I, I mean, I was like, I'm jumping. Like, yeah, they think I'm going to do all of this. Like, I'm doing this. I'm preparing this. Nope. And I failed, and I and I let the, the ministry, the staff know what, what I did, and they were like, well, Kim, we're going to shield you because, you know, we're, we're going to protect you. Like, we're, we're not going to publicly, you know, do like we've done everyone else, let them know that you'll be sat down. So I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? But what it led to is it, it led to me le- leaving the ministry. I left ministry. And I left ministry because I was exhausted. And the scripture talks about giving a lot of responsibility to someone that that, that they will fall to sin due to these things. But um, I left. And as I when I left, let's talk about the relationship and how it affected um, Stefan and the and the remaining the remaining individuals in the church well it changed everything because first of all we were instructed to hate her that was the number one thing is that we were instructed that she was you know just committed the worst of the worst of the possible worst um but for me because there was this false standard of who a christian was and because i held kim in such high regard at that moment it became a real place where I looked at it and said, I, I, I went into a, well, what does this mean kind of place? You know what I mean? Like, where do we go? Like, what happens? Like, if she if she falls, then what hope is there? You know what I mean? And it made me really look at Christianity in a different light in the sense of I looked at it from a place, I, I was still in a place of aspiration to be quote unquote, the perfect Christian, but that desire dimmed greatly um, because I saw somebody that I had been not only on my own put on this pedestal, but definitely through the ministry had been put on this pedestal and the pedestal was just shot down. And then to find out later on that it was done on purpose, you know, it kind of just took Christianity and, and, it's like you had Christianity on a piece of paper and kind of just crumpled it up and threw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, it led me even further to a place of performance ministry for me because I now had to make sure that I didn't do what she did. You know? So I had to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and do everything exactly perfect for whatever this label of a real Christian looks like. Right. Well, you know what that is, don't you? What they wanted you to do. What's that? They wanted you to earn your salvation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly what that, it's merit-based. When you have to literally, sal- yeah. when, when you have to cross your I, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's, you're putting a list of, okay, if I do this list, then God will love me. Yep. And that's, when you're in that place, then you have to realize, 
this is not right. It's a hard place to realize it, though, because, first of all, normally there's nobody around you telling you that. There's nobody around you saying anything even like that. Right. But they're definitely telling you what you can't be. Because for me, I was like, I can't be tired. I'm a Christian. I can do all things. Right. Through Christ, like I can't be tired. He like <laughs> you can't. You can't be tired. You yeah. can't be frustrated. You can't. And be if upset. you are, you're you not a Christian. Be, right. You can't be hurt. You can't be anything. Anything that would be negative or detrimental in the least little bit. Right. Or anything that gave any indication that you were even remotely human. He lives in you. You. You are not really <laughs> you. Like wait, but. No, I'm seriously tired. Like, I'm ti- No, I'm about to fall asleep it's right not, now. No, it's tired. not you that's tired. It's it's the demons on the inside of you that are tired. <laughs> that, that, is that it? I'm serious, oh. man. It, it was, yeah. And, so, but it, it puts this, this um, unattainable label on what Christianity really is. Right. And it places Christianity in this place, this unreachable place, which if you think about Christ's likeness, that's kind of, the whole beauty of the walk, you know what I'm saying? The attempt to become like Christ is the journey that we're all on. And we're all on the journey to come to this perfection of being like Christ. It's something that we all want to do. But the beauty of the Christianity is that our him himself coming and dying on the cross allows for us to fail in that attempt. Right. Knowing that no man is perfect and all fall short. See, I was, I was just going to ask then what, what does it look like? But you just answered it. It's really about becoming, becoming. It's the yeah. journey. It's the change of direction. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's what repent literally yeah, means. Yeah, that's right. So you're literally changing your direction from one, from one walk to another. Doesn't right. mean in your new walk you're never going to fall, but you're on a new walk. But people think that it means you're already finished the journey. Right. right, you're at the finish line. And it's like no one's paying attention to you running. Like, did you cross the line? <laughs> and that, yeah, exactly. And that's not biblical. And right. I'm over here huffing and puffing, you know. Right. And everybody wants. And to I'm know like, that. so nobody gonna acknowledge that I hit mile twelve. Like for real, like, we're not gonna hit the thirteen, really. <laughs> so it's, it, it's the journey. But what you're really talking about is is the having religion in your life. Versus striving for holiness. Right. Uh-huh. Versus developing relationship. Versus becoming like Christ. Look, the beautiful words that you just said, striving, developing, becoming, that is what Christian is right. to me. Yes. So would you guys like to hear a verse that I think sums all this up? Sure. This oh, is like, sure, this pastor. This is actually, <laughs> <laughs> this is actually probably, I probably go back to this verse more than almost any other verse in the Bible. Oh, I got to hear it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. I love this verse because it sums up exactly what it is, and I wish more people would read this. Um, it's Paul. He says, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind In reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. Wow. That's That's, it. That's the first sermon that I preach, that scripture. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. 
And it does sum it up. Press towards the mark. Yeah. It, yeah, so, it's the journey. Know? It's the pre- And he, in, when Paul even admits that he hasn't taken hold of it. Well, see, that's what that's I loved profound. about Paul, though. Yeah. So that's what I loved about Paul. He would be the first one to tell you to be like, look, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't know how I got picked, but I know I'm picked and I know I can do it. I just don't know how and why. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Paul was always running around in his head, not knowing how to take care of things. But I think more people, as they truly embrace what Christianity really looks like, you know, as we discover that Christianity really looks like, like you said before, Kim, developing, becoming, being, growing, maturing, desiring, striving. That's what Christianity looks like. And you can start at any stage. You can start at, you know, like every game, you got to start at level zero. And no matter how many times you played Super Mario Brothers, it started all over when you won the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you just keep on going. And this is how you are becoming a winner. And this is how you're becoming victorious. Absolutely. Moment of clarity. Catch you guys next week. Peace.